side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some would consider to be unnatural. But not for us, because we are the powerful Nerdcast. Hello, Hello. my friends. I am Corey, and joined with me is Christian. Yes, I am. And the hype this week? <laughs> holy crap. This has got to be one of the biggest week for I... movie trailers I've ever... What's that up in the sky? It's a bird. It's a plane. It's the powerful podcast. Hello, my friends. I am Corey, and joined with me is my good friend and confidant, Christian. You guys might know us from Super Kami Guru 9000 on YouTube. We review anime, pop culture, you know all that jazz. But for a long time, we've been wanting to do a podcast show. And after a lot of finagling and getting haggled by a lot of our fans and even a freaking Kickstarter that went up, we have finally decided it's about time that we've finally done this. And uh, I think it's awesome because we always talk about anime. We always talk about that stuff. But this podcast is going to give us an opportunity to reach out to our fellow nerd and uh, talk to the ones that we never get to talk about and all the other cool pop culture events. I'm just, I'm really excited about this. It's opening up a new chapter for us. I love your enthusiasm, Corey. You just open the gate, pow, here comes the podcast. And Corey and I spent a long time thinking about the name because one of the main things that uh, we were considering is what are we going to call this thing? Because we're trying to expand beyond anime. And I think you do that a lot of the times with your trailer reviews and things like that. But we just want a podcast where we can uh, hang out and just chill. And uh, we may be addressing the camera or we may just be addressing each other. We're getting, we're new to this. We're new to this. We're seeing what works. Do we just want to hang out and talk about the stuff we love? Or do we want to maybe like run 10 topics up the list and you guys suggest stuff and we'll talk about that. And one of the main things I want to say is I'm, I love talking about anime, but maybe we could talk about other things, other things in pop culture news that you may be interested in, uh, Corey or myself, or if you guys want to suggest something, we'd love that. And so, you know, we're just uh, trying out this podcast thing and seeing what's up. Corey and I actually have a list of topics and experiences we probably want to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Uh, But beyond that, you know, this is real organic and the situation is very fluid. So we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. And uh, something too, uh, obviously the first couple episodes, uh, things are going to be a little rough around the edges. No, they're not. And we are are going to try and allow these to be uh, downloadable eventually on iTunes so that you guys can have an audio version of this so you can listen to it in your car, on your uh, iPad devices, your your phones, what have you. Because I know that some people want an audio version only of this because it's a little easier for them to digest because this is going to be a little longer than some of our other shows. Uh, We're going to try to make these at least 45 minutes to an hour, maybe longer, uh, depending on what we're talking about because uh, we really don't have a plan for these. Like uh, like Christian said, we basically have a few topic ideas. We're just going to roll through them, but who knows? We could go off on tangents. We're going to sit in front of these cameras and these microphones until we just start hanging out. And Mm -hmm. we're going to record that. We're going to put it on the internet. We're going to see what happens. And uh, one of the main things that I really want to do with this is just have fun. And I think it's a new way to like connect with our fans a lot, like you were saying, because one of the things is that I feel like we're kind of super restricted when we make our videos. We just sit there, have to talk about this. Did we cover everything? Go, go, go. Upload, go, go. It's like this little rushed production, which I I enjoy doing, but at Mm. the same time, I kind of want to just hang out and see if we can uh, reach out to some other communities and have fun on the internet. That is what's cool about this, because in the YouTube anime community, when, when you make videos, it's all about the relevancy of like... The, today's manga, today's yeah. episode. It's like, get yours out now, and an hour after the episode is out, or you are screwed because you're competing with other people. Um, so this is a little different, but honestly, I like it. It's just so much more laid back. And, I mean, you know, we're, we're both drinking. We're enjoying ourselves. This allows us to really kick back. I have coffee. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Woodchuck Hard Cider. It really isn't, but if you guys would like to be a sponsor so you can send us free cider, I will uh, certainly appreciate that. Yeah, we're also... Delicious. If you do want to support the things we do moving forward, always we recommend our PayPal or Amazon links because that's like 
really the simplest way to support us. Like mm-hmm. I've had a dude that just donates $2 every month for a long time. And, uh, I am really sorry. I don't know your name right now, but like it blows our mind. We may not be saying thank you messages every, every month, but like seeing just anyone say that anything we do on the internet is worth value is pretty awesome. So, yeah. Uh, Corey, what is the first topic you had? I know you had a few bookmarks and things like uh, that. Yeah, I just I had a few things planned, uh, just some things I want to talk about uh, that some of them are anime-related, some of them are not. Mm-hmm. The first one is kind of a mixture, and uh, this is actually some pretty big news going down in the uh, the world of Marvel Comics. Now, Christian, I know you're not the biggest fan of Marvel Comics, but you actually, have been telling me you've been reading a lot of Deadpool comics recently. Yeah, Deadpool like tickled my fancy. I guess I was on Imgur the other day. And I saw Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, and I read the whole thing, and it blew my mind. I was like, oh my god, I had no idea how powerful Deadpool was and how borderline awesome slash annoying he is with his, like, banter. And he he killed Spider-Man by shooting him through the head, and it was just so intense and gory. I was like, what is this? And then so – but before that, um, getting back to the actual, like, Marvel thing – I got really intrigued when I heard Civil War was the next movie series to come out. And I pretty much went and I got all those comics and read them all. And uh, so I'm up to speed on that. But it just blew my mind that that stuff is coming. I don't want to, like, spoil it and explain the whole thing. But like, I mean, it, it's it's Marvel and the Civil War. It's like Spider-Man versus Abraham Lincoln. It's all you need to know. But uh, <laughs> something that I think is... It's really interesting, though. You know, I like the fact that you've been reading a few of these Marvel comics, but mm-hmm. uh, a big event's about to go down in uh, the Marvel Universe. Uh, Marvel Comics has just made this big announcement where they are going to reboot the entire universe, a la DC's New 52. Didn't so they they're basically do that? Like to... Thor became a chick or something? I remember um, reading that. That's, that's yeah. basically just been a lot of the uh, the spinoffs and uh, one-off comics from Marvel Comics. But oh, okay. uh, they're, they're like having this big event coming up, which is known as Secret Wars. And basically, it's going to reboot the entire Marvel franchise, and they're going to start over again from zero. And uh, really why I'm so intrigued about this is not only are they restarting, but uh, you're going to be able to get this comic on free comic book day coming up in May, which is a huge event for uh, comic fans. But for anime fans, they're going to get a bonus Mm -hmm. because this Secret Wars issue is going to come with the very first issue of the Marvel crossover with Attack on Titan. So you're going to be able to not only get it in America, but you're going to be able to get it for free. And that's amazing. Isn't the Marvel crossover also kind of ridiculous that manga and uh, like um, comic books are actually combining? It is. That, that's the thing that's really cool about this. It, it's really breaking the barrier between manga and comic books, which at face value are similar. Uh, culturally speaking, in how they're drawn and how they look, that's that's a whole nother. Uh, yeah, like ballgame. when you describe what we do to people outside of... Uh... In the real world, in the RL. The easiest way is I review Japanese cartoons or I review mm. Japanese comic books. That's how I describe it, Japanese comic books and mm-hmm. anime. And people are like, oh, okay. But uh, what's yeah. really cool about this comic, though, is that it's definitely leaning more towards the art style in terms of American comics. Mm-hmm. But uh, the actual story is going to be written, I-, I believe, by the author of the series, which I think is really awesome. And uh, by the way, if you guys want to take a look at this, we'll put links uh, for all of these topics in mm-hmm. the uh, description box below so you guys can check it out. Because there's a lot of cool imagery. Uh, before we got our first teaser image, which is basically a black and white image of Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man swinging. Exactly. Running away from a Titan. And in this first image here, it looks like we have the Guardians of the Galaxy, we have the Avengers. So that's like Iron Man, Hulk, Black Widow, Captain America. Oh, really? And right in the middle, you have towering over the Statue of Liberty, the colossal titan from the series with the steam coming off of his body. And damn it, this looks awesome. 
and I had just, no idea all those people were going to... I thought it was Spider-Man. I yeah, that was, I, well, that was the thing. Uh, they're really opening up the floodgates for this crossover. They're kind of going insane with it, kind of like what they did with uh, Marvel Zombies uh, a few years yeah, back. I where they're bringing in, uh, They're bringing in their, their AAA characters, and they're having them go up against the AAA manga, which, you know, obviously the story's not going to be canon to either side of the Marvel Universe or Attack on Titan, but just the process... And the uh, the concept of them coming together, I just think is really awesome, and I love how smooth it's going. Can it, it just looks fun. Be bitten half? I don't know. Can That's you, the thing, you know. Th- you, this is this is what I'm excited to see. Like, like what's going to happen when you know Hulk versus the Titan? Like, what heroes do you want to see like fight against Titans? Well, I think uh, Spider Man's personally uh, my favorite, and maybe that's because his image came out first. But the idea is he kind of moves like if you had 3D mo- uh, movement gear on already, because he just swings around. And that's kind of what you do with those spikes that fly out and stuff. So I think Spider-Man has like uh, he kind of could hang with the main character. It wouldn't be like Hulk because Hulk can't fight alongside the main character. You know, he just goes and punches things and stuff. And then I don't know Iron Man, but I think it's just because I like Iron Man. I don't mm-hmm. really have a reason. I think his technique doesn't really. Let, it's just lasers. You know, anyone could fight Titans with lasers. I mean, the thing I like about this comic, though, it's like an excuse to sort of bring out, like, the big brutal characters from the Marvel Universe. I mean, you're, you're going to see obvious ones, like, you know, Wolverine Thor. running yeah. up a Titan's back with oh his claws God. and just cutting up their neck and everything. That's going to yeah. be really awesome. But the one thing I am interested in is, uh, obviously, the, the Titans are going to be involved in Marvel Comics. Are they going to try and bring in the actual characters from Attack on Titan? Are we going to see, say, Black Widow interact with Mikasa? I think they have to. If they're opening all the floodgates for uh, the Marvel heroes, why mm-hmm. wouldn't they open, you know, the uh, possibility to use the actual main characters from Attack on Titan, which are all depressing people? You know? <laughs> like, yeah, they seem like they belong more in the DC universe. Yeah. Uh, it almost seems like that'd be a more appropriate crossover. Batman and them could really get together way more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, more but what I, what I also really like is uh, basically this is also another big push for Attack on Titan because uh, not only is the anime season coming back in 2016, but there's also the brand new live action movie, which I'm not even sure how I feel about it. I was about it. to say and, the same uh, thing. I don't even know how I you feel know, about and, that. Uh, a lot of the times movie adaptations are different, and this one's going to be no different. I mean, Hanji Zoe, remember the character from Attack on Titan who's obsessed with him? Yes. Like she just wanted to study him. In the new movie, there's a poster of her, and she has a rocket launcher. Okay, cool. Remember those from Attack on Titan? Uh, no. The scene actually. where they had, like, the big shootouts and stuff? Oh, no. Yeah, that really changes it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, they're taking the whole post-apocalyptic mm. setting in a brand new direction with, like, modern-day weapons, which... What the hell is an AK-47 gonna do against a big, giant, massive walking wall of meat? I you guess know? you could, like, shoot its <laughs> eyes or something. <laughs> I guess. I mean, they can blind them, but, you know, they got the uh, the Wolverine healing, too. So, you know, who knows where that's going to go. I'd say rocket launcher is about the only useful thing. Probably, Shoot as long as the they hit them. kneecaps and then chop them up when they fall. Together. Just, like, explode their kneecaps <laughs> and then just run up and just, like, knife the hell out of their neck. Make that it, like, sounds... really over-the-top and violent. That or just, like, a uh, fifty caliber machine gun. I'm sure that would work. Maybe. But uh, the thing about this movie, too, is uh, it is a Japanese production, so we're probably not going to see it in the States. It's going to be kind of like a uh, import, kind of like when they did the live-action Death Note, which I still have not seen. Um, I've never seen that either. I've seen a lot of clips of it on YouTube, yeah. and it's just it's, – it's weird because they're going for the realistic tone of you know making it a live-action movie. But, uh, you know, the uh, the death god, Ryuk, the real creepy-looking He's dude. like CGI. He looks just like he does in the comics. Like, And, and you know, the fans are, are probably happy about it. They're like, awesome. They're literally staying as faithful to it as possible. But it's so similar to the comics in terms of its style and what it mm-hmm. looks like that it completely clashes with the live action. And it literally looks like 
just a live action cartoon. Is it a live action cartoon or is it CGI? Uh, no, they're the the actors are they're human and they're not CGI, and you actually see them. Oh, so he's people. like a costume. No, he's he's like CGI, like okay, yeah, like he he floats around and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's not like they use the characters of the Death Gods too much in Death Note. Like mm-hmm. they're they're mostly just sort of there in the background to just give commentary. Um, but still, that's all they do, really. <laughs> exactly. But uh, in that movie, like they just they just I don't know if they blend in or not, and I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to do that with the uh, Titans. And again, it just begs the question: Does anime need to be live action, or should it just stay anime? Well, when you're it's just when you're that successful, which Attack on Titan was, you're going to get you're going to they're going to make money as much as they possibly can with it. When in Attack on Titan, they got away with a live action movie. That's how much it was like super successful. Like everyone was talking about Attack on Titan. Like everyone I talked to about anime in 2014 was like Attack on Titan. That's something they mentioned. I almost avoided that show. Really? Yeah, like that was that you was. You did avoid the first few episodes. Uh, the first three altogether. Um, but th- this was at a point too, like on our channel, like we only reviewed a few things, and uh, I wasn't too open to reviewing a lot of that other stuff. But I was just getting so many emails about the show, and even you were watching it. Yeah. And uh, then I finally checked, and I was like, "Holy shit, this show's really good!" And you know, I don't want to, you know, jump on the whole dick riding attack on Titan Association. The Titanic dick. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think it's a good show. It does have its flaws. Um, but it's certainly become, I think, one of the biggest like anime phenomenons in the last couple of years. If only for the fact that we already got this next season coming out, live action movie. It is currently airing on Toonami. If you guys want to watch wow. it, I believe it airs eleven thirty on Saturday nights. I think it does. Uh, Kill La Kill's about to be on Adult Swim. It's about time that show gets some more. Yeah, I tried to show that show to my girlfriend, and she was just not interested for some I reason. I wonder the naked, why the naked transformations just didn't do it for her. <laughs> every know, so. every time I talk to people about Kill La Kill, it's always the same. Yeah, it's a great show. Then I showed it to my girlfriend. Yeah, or she didn't really like all the nakedness. I showed uh, 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 Garen Lagan to someone, and they loved it. And they thought like the love story was beautiful and everything, and they really loved the action. They liked the love story in the, more than they liked the action, which I was like, "That's really? fucking retarded," because the well, action's way better. The uh, the love story in Gurren Logon didn't really put me off too much. Well, it's not that it's bad. It's just, it's just you know, it is what it is. You know, a lot of the times those stories can be really generic, but that one actually felt kind of genuine. Maybe because you got to see the characters like literally grow. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they started young, and by the end of the series, uh, they were adults. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't care about the love story part, but he did. And then I recommended Kill Lock Hill because I said that's like the predecessor that that company worked on mm-hmm. next. And he's like, yeah, I tried to watch it. It's just, you know, he's like, I felt like a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, yeah, I mean, um, the show can certainly, I guess I can evoke that out of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were moments I can definitely, even I can say while watching, I'm like, I don't know if I'd want to watch this if like, say, my parents came to visit this weekend mm-hmm. and they saw me watching this on TV. I might change the channel. Yeah, it's, it's a little extreme it. for them, um, you know, but, uh, you know, and, you know, my parents already think anime's weird as shit by itself. You know, if they saw something like Kill La Kill, uh, I don't even I don't even know if I could explain that to them in any sort of rational sense. I, well, it's it's naked people running around fighting. So there's even a group <laughs> called Nudist Beach. Like that is the, the whole point of being naked is like a part of that plot. Yes. Like it's central wear, to that. Plot. You don't wear the, the cursed clothing or the. uh Parasite clothing. <laughs> the life fibers, the life as they fibers. were called. Uh, but I do love that series. I'd love to purchase the Blu-rays and DVDs if they weren't fucking costing me an arm they? and a leg. How much are they, Corey? Oh, God. The Blu-rays, I think, alone are like 50 bucks. Okay. Which, that's like four, four episodes. episodes. So that's which, how many episodes? And this is not 2002 
where anime gets price gouged and they uh-huh. charge you on individual episodes per disc. We live in the age of the box set, of uh-huh. the Blu-ray box set, and that shit does not stand. And the thing that really disturbs me the most about it is I know I'm going to pick it up eventually. I just uh, every week I go to Amazon. I look at the prices. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna buy that shit. I know I'm gonna do it. I but do I still it. have a few other things on lock and key. I got a new Gundam that's coming out. That's gonna use our use our Amazon rock link my if you world. Do it. Yes, yes, that's another thing. Look out for our Amazon link. It's a great way to support us. And uh, whenever you make a purchase, it'll help support our channel. And it's really easy to do, and you don't lose any money. So it's awesome. Yeah. Okay, salesman Corey, fucking yeah. the man over there. Not <laughs> <laughs> giving you problems. Uh, I let him into that. I was like, yeah, that's a great way to use the Amazon link. I'm trying my best. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, one, so, Corey, what brings us to a podcast? I think that's an interesting conversation. So, um, I People want to hear us talk, apparently. Yeah, people like to just hear us talk. Um, but I more so mean our journey to get to a, this in the sense. I didn't want to start off with this because, you know, you got to get warmed up. Yeah. Uh, but, like, uh, we – I fell in love with the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm-hmm. I will always – out loud say heavily inspired by that show in this show in the same sense that we have a big table. I went out and got the same goddamn mics, you know, like, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I just really love the Joe Rogan uh, experience podcast. And mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to it, it's crazy good and a fun time. And it's not too serious, but at the same time, funny. I don't know. How would you describe it? Um, it's bro I mean, time, it, it's, bro it, time it, podcast. It, it, a little bit, you know, it, it's definitely the, uh, the truest side of Joe Rogan that you'll ever see. Yeah. Um, but no, I agree. I think the show is fantastic. And uh, I love the fact that every show is always about something completely different. Yeah. His guests are very um, influential mm-hmm. to the show. And then also we, we want to have guests too. Um, mm-hmm. Not just because he does, but I think that we could, uh, I, I happen to work in the Atlanta film community. So I know like a ton of fucking cool people that we could ask to come on here. I met the director of photography and the director for um, what's that big Atlanta reality TV show the other day. Um, like hip hop and the, love or hip hop and love. Well, I guess that's better than the, the real housewives, not the real, the hip hop and love Atlanta or whatever, because that makes our city look fantastic. Well, reality TV show is an interest. Reality TV is all scripted and it's uh it's, uh, but people watch it, Corey. What you can't deny that they watch it. That's why it's still there. If people like other people's drama, they like to know, Oh, I, I felt that person fight with that other person. Those people mean, need a lobotomy. Oh. Simple as that. People are stimulated by stupid shit. You know, we're still like stimulated by very interesting things in this in this lifetime. Okay, so I also really like the uh, uh, Hardcore History podcast by Dan Carlin. Mm-hmm. That introduced me to the Mongols. And if you haven't listened to the Wrath of the Khan, uh, his his podcast is amazing. Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Wrath of the Khan series. I think it's a five-part series, and each episode is like three hours long. And you're like, I don't want a history lesson. It's like, listen, it was awesome. And it's all about the Khan and how he came to power and his sons and all the history of how he took over everything from like China to the end of Russia and almost started taking over Rome. And then uh, I won't ruin it, but it's amazing. And it goes, uh, there's five episodes of three hours. I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. How could I even summarize that in like five seconds? Uh, And then uh, did you get into podcasts? You really liked, we liked... uh, some of uh, Doug's stuff mm-hmm. that was interesting. His, he he had a show where he just brought famous people on, and they all got stoned. And I always thought yeah. that was like amazing. And it's like if a guy can make a show <laughs> like that, why can't we just talking about the stuff we like? I yeah, mean, I was like, we can sit down and talk. That's not that hard. No, that'd be really easy. Yeah. So here we are, and uh, there's got to be other things along our journey. Like I got this studio, 
and uh, starting a brick and mortar store was extremely way more expensive than I thought. And buying all the sound equipment because I own a lot of camera equipment. Uh, we have about three or four cameras we use to produce YouTube videos, but audio equipment was like a whole nother thing. So I had to learn about it too. Like we're using a soundboard. We we're, have mics. we're still learning how to use this stuff. And Christian's way more of an expert at it as I am. Like little by little, he's trying to teach me shit. Like today he let me edit a video on his computer. Which, on Final Cut X. That was a freaking struggle, man, because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm PC. He's Mac and yeah. Mac does everything ass backwards <laughs> For fun. <laughs> and, like, I just had to get used to dislodging my fingers just to, like, copy and paste shit. Control and, uh, a. you know, it's little things like that, you know, and just all the, the new equipment here. And uh, I'm just glad that we actually got it running smoothly today. We just sat down and, you know what, we're like, actually, I'm going to I'm gonna give the credit to um, someone that wrote us on Facebook. He's like, hey, man, are you guys should just start a podcast where you sit around and talk. And I was like, yes, we were supposed to do that. And fucking still haven't sat down to do that. And we're going to do that this week. I'm so happy. We're, we're actually, we're actually doing that. And, you know, we, we had this plan for a long time. We've had, we've had a lot of projects planned. It's just, you know, life happens and just so many other things get in the way. And, uh, you know, that's probably why we don't ever put like a release schedule out for things. Cause and, you know, we can be a little more vague with it. And the other thing is, uh, it got to the point where everything was here, Yeah, but we still hadn't done it. Mm-hmm. And now like, the last month, I was like, we're, we just got to do it. I mean, uh, w- when you first started the studio, little by little, we'd trickle in. I've noticed over the last two months, we've been here a lot more. And I like it that way. Which is awesome. It's starting to feel like home. It's starting to feel like the studio. And I yeah, think yeah. Awesome. Like, uh, you know, my sister, she just bought a house. And she said it took about four months for her to actually make it feel like it was hers. You know? And I feel like we're getting through that. That That's warm- a good way of putting it. It's like moving into a new house or an apartment. Yeah, like this is this whole area. And you guys only see this room, but we have like a waiting room. Uh, I have another person, another company I work with that rents one of my rooms because I have about a thousand square feet. And then we have a green screen room, which we have not utilized, but I rent out all the time to my corporate clientele, bitches. <laughs> and uh, anyway, the point is that uh, we have a lot of stuff here, but this is kind of our main... We always wanted this to be like our production room. Mm-hmm. I think this is like the news desk, if you will, the... Hang out and fucking love my big ass table. I'm going to talk about it too much. That was a big thing, though. Even the Joe Rogan uh, Experience podcast, they have a big reclaimed oak table. So me, like being a little super fan uh, creeper, was like, I'm going to get me a reclaimed oak table. And I went and looked, and it would freak you out how much that cost. So I immediately said, never mind, I'm getting a pine table. Because reclaimed oak, oak by itself, uh, this thing's like five by eight. It's a gigantic table. Um Oak in a five by eight piece would be like four thousand dollars just for the uh, wood. Isn't That's that expensive for the wood <laughs> for a fucking table? I was I like, mean, never mind. Never I mean, mind. this table right here, though. I mean, this is pretty heavy duty, though. Yeah, this is a, a three inch pine. Like uh, this is heavy quality. This is the eight. type of shit fucking Wiley Coyote buys from Acme to kill the damn road. Yeah, runner. this is hanging on the rope, you swinging. You know, with the trap <laughs> about to drop it. Like that's how big this. I mean, thing that's is. how good this table is, and it looks nice, and it's perfect for this podcast. And, uh, you know, I wish it were round. You like round? Okay. Because I like the round table aspect of it all. Okay. Uh, mostly just because, you know. Knights of the round table and exactly. shit? Exactly. I just okay. think that shit's awesome. <laughs> but still, this, this is an amazing table. I love the setup. Yeah. And so now that we have all this, we're just going to stick to it and keep making it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Also, something about me. Uh, I'm a video guy. I go around and I film things. I think I mention that often. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is, the other week, though, I got to work at the Smite World Tournament, which was awesome. It was uh, a esports event, and I was a cameraman for it. 
And uh, I don't know how to describe Smite. It's like League of Legends. So you get about four characters on each team, maybe six, and you get a character. And each character has its, you know, its pluses and minuses. Like, you know, a wizard's really strong, but super weak to actually getting hit. And then you get a warrior who's like a tank and he can take all the damage. But uh, he has to be right up to you to damage you, you know, when he has super damaging attacks if he gets close. And then you get casters and summonings people. And anyway, everyone gets their pluses and minuses. And each team gets six characters. And they're, they're all based on gods like Hercules, Zeus, Odin, all that shit. Is it all like uh, Greek mythology? Greek? No, it's like every mythology. It's like everything. But Greek, okay. like outer shell looking everything but they kind of greek it up you know with pillars big white pillars and stuff like that anyway so i sat there and worked at the smite world tournament and i had no idea how big like esports was i just never seen it i see the videos of the two guys like oh my god he's casting da 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 you know i see that and and that's cool but i just never been to a place with like four thousand people watching live as two teams played on stage and uh, we had a, like a 40 foot crane coming down, get these wide shots. And we had two desks doing ESPN style commentary. One would do live during game and one would do uh, uh, a four man team after the game to do recap. And they even have guys sitting there cutting the video as soon as they were done to get highlight videos out to them. And uh, they had a guy with a big switcher switching. We had 19 cameramen there. Wow. 19 cameramen. And uh, the, one of these huge places that probably could have had. I don't know, maybe over 10,000 people. Not not that there were 10,000 people there, but it could have easily held 10,000 mm-hmm. people. And it was a big theater. So it was crazy working that. And they even hired professional hot chicks. And then they had professional costume designers make cosplays for them. So you just had super hot bitches walking around with like, you know, like uh, what's that the guy in Greek mythology that has like the, uh, the little wings on his head. And then he has like wings on his feet. Oh, know? man, if you have not have told me. You know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah. Anyway, there's like a hot chick with that, but instead she has like uh, that, but she's barely wearing anything. And, it's the dude that <laughs> he was voiced by Paul Schaefer in the Hercules Disney version. Exactly. That guy. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Paul Schaefer, of all people, is the guy who's reminding me of this guy, uh, whose name just escapes me. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. So that character, and but she's a hot female version, and she only has like two carved out rock bras on so she just has these big sticky fake foam rocks on her tits and it's just like oh they just hire hot chicks to hang out here and you know. it's like uh the booth babes they booth used to babes, have at yeah. uh, e3 which little by little they they seem to be trickling them out um because they're trying to turn it into a place of business i think it's uh but they had the hot people were professional cosplayers yeah. is kind of what they were and i also realized that the hottest girl in my opinion uh, was the one I was just describing. She was also the one that was holding her boobs in the Too Many Cooks video. She was an extra in that video. You know, that, <laughs> The one who's playing charades. Yeah, she was that chick. And I just ended up talking to her about Too Many Cooks. And I walked up to her and I was like, you were in Too Many Cooks. And she's like, well, you can check me out online. My name's Victoria, like Victoria's Secret, and sun like in the sky. And she had this whole like routine. And I was like, oh, you've done that a thousand times. And then uh, after that, uh, she just did not seem that interested in being in too many cooks. She's like, I've also done a lot of other things, you know? And I was like, okay. Which include? <laughs> Which include being naked at this event. <laughs> well, make sure to check out her Being videos. in my bathing suit in that event, you know? <laughs> okay. But uh, that is something that's really cool, like how esports has really blown up 
over the last couple of years. And, you know, a personal dream of mine is uh, to go to the uh, the Evo tournament, uh-huh. which is the big fighting game tournament. Uh-huh. And uh, you that's know, like world world class. I mean, that's like line. that's like big shit, big big household names like Justin Wong and Daigo appear, and they throw down in Street Fighter. Yeah, that yeah. type of stuff. That's Daigo. what I want to see. I want to be in a room with a bunch of overweight okay. nerds well, who have not rude. showered for days, and be in this room, and I want to share in their energy. When a Hadouken gets thrown and gets <laughs> slammed into someone's face. That uh, moment at those Evo tournaments that's crazy. is insane, man. Those guys get so hyped up over that stuff. Well, and, and this year's going to be huge because not only did the new Smash Brothers just come out, but there's Mortal Kombat X, Mortal Kombat 10, yeah. Street Fighter 5 coming out. There's going to be some big shit going on in Evo. And I, would just, I don't even want to participate because, you know, these guys are going to kick my ass. I love Smash Brothers. It's yeah. one of my favorite video games of all time. I am mediocre at best when compared to some of the best players in that game. And you, you kick, here's the thing before the online world came into being, which it just happened on this latest iteration of super smash. Uh, you were the best out of all of us. Like you usually kicked all of our asses. Like recently I make you put on a 50% handicap when we play last time we played uh, super smash bros, but you really aren't that great online put you in place pretty quick. I'm pretty freaking <laughs> average. In fact, I think uh, they have like a winning ratio. I think my winning ratio right now is 60%. That's which, good though. Which to me is good, but I mean, I'll be damned if I don't get my ass handed to me constantly on that game. Uh, but I so still many get styles a huge thrill. Play, you yeah. know, on that game. So that's the thing. I think you get to see styles of play that you don't see in our five person friend group that come mm-hmm. over and play. That, that is something that mixes it up. But I mean, even if I just got to play that just with different people at Evo, I think that would be really fun. And uh, just to play against real humans and see my ass getting handed to me. That's what always happens when we go to, uh, like, anime conventions and uh, comic book conventions like Dragon Con. Last year I remember playing uh, Smash Brothers Brawl, which will unfortunately probably be the very last time I play that game. Um, <laughs> I guess you know, you're right. No offense. It's just the Wii version is that good, and I just do not care for the Brawl version anymore. I do miss Snake and Ice Climbers, uh, but that's a topic for another cast. Um, but uh, I don't know, just... I always end up just barely about to win, and then they always just edge me out. And it's because of their movements and their dodging. And those guys are hardcore, and those are the type of people you always see at those tournaments. Yeah, like fighting game tournaments never really like interest me because I was never that great at fighting games, uh, and I really loved RTS games, real time strategy You've games. You've always been like RTS and shooters. RTS and shooters, but I was never great at RTS. I just like building a big army and fucking up the other dude. But I couldn't defend myself and do all that other crazy strategy stuff. That and exploring the map was a big aspect of RTS and finding the resources and building the uh, the refineries fast enough to claim your resources. You know, like that that micromanagement game of RTSs I always hated. I just like building big armies and fucking up dudes. That's why I like Pikmin. Pikmin's that's all fun. that game is. Yeah, there's no make like, army kill bad guy. That's it. And carry fruit. Like that's it. But the fruit doesn't really. It gives you more Pikmin, but it doesn't. It's not like you get gas and minerals and like all this other stupid stuff. You know, like the the micromanagement game of RTS, like in StarCraft. Even the guys that are really good at StarCraft, they don't win with big armies destroying little armies. They're like the armies are the exact same the whole time, and it comes down to like three characters like winning the game. It's so crazy. Like they got it down such to a science that it's like. Oh my God. Oh, there's one Marine left and he's killing the castle. You know, <laughs> it's like, damn, you know, it like gets down to just one or two dudes. 
Uh, StarCraft is crazy, but I even uh, played online for a little bit right when StarCraft 2 came out, and I re- immediately got my ass kicked like five times. I was like, ah, oh, fucking, I can't play this online. I mean, it's, it's still got a decent like single player, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it's fun single player, mm-hmm. and it's very objective-based, you know, and they're like, use these guys to kill these guys because you're a retard, and we can't just let you try <laughs> to figure this out. And, the the, the uh, age of the single player might be over. Uh, you know, we're, we're definitely a little, we're going more towards the multiplayer side of games, which I don't know how I feel Or single about player's that. like, ah, oh, it's four hours. That was good. Yeah. There are single player games like Shadow Mordor. Mm-hmm. We played that the other day. I got that on my PS4 and uh, that game is awesome. And then Corey came over and he plays so much uh, Arkham Asylum or whatever Batman games that he just came over and owned it. And then we looked on the back of the box and it was made by the same company. I think I think the publisher, I don't know if it was NetherRealm Studios, but it was definitely Warner Brothers, uh-huh. um, which they definitely had a hand in the Mortal Kombat series and in... Uh, Batman and you know they, they they definitely got some good franchises but they definitely got a lot of the same people working on the same projects which I'm kind of okay with because their quality is amazing I didn't even know anything about Shadows of Mordor going there. I thought I was like oh is this some stupid tie-in game that's gonna suck major balls and I play I was like wow this is fucking brutal and awesome yeah that's this a really is great you're decapitating like 10 orcs <laughs> at a time yeah when you're towards <laughs> the end of the game you become kind of unstoppable you can take on like 10 orcs no problem it, it's sad and this is I never thought I'd say this because I've had a lot of time to think about it. Um, the most recent Hobbit movie. Good movie. Really liked it. Is it sad that I enjoyed playing Shadows of Mordor for one hour more than watching that movie? The, the last movie is the most disappointing. I mean, hands down. The first movie's the best. The second movie's okay. And third movie feels so forced and out of character in a lot of ways. It's kind of like the first Lord of the Rings trilogy. Is that To really? me, in a way. I like the first Fellowship I think that's the best. Um, I just love the setup to the story. I think that uh, Two Towers was uh, second best, and then the third, Return of the King, just, it never ended. Just kept going. <laughs> Which is something that I was really glad about the Hobbit movie. It didn't have, like, too many fake-out endings. Yeah, I remember when Return of the King came out, and I got sick at school, and you still made me go. <laughs> and I was dude, like, Corey, I don't feel good, Dude, bro. all right, so... Get this. I had the flu or something. Let me picture. Let me. Let me. Fever of 103, and you're like, too bad. I really want to see this. Let me set up this story for you. All right. So it's like an asshole. The dead of December. Yeah. And we're getting ready to go see the the Lord of the Rings, the Return of the King, the final movie, which Mm -hmm. is the the big one of the trilogy, the one everybody's gonna go see. Day one just opened up. Huge. We've been planning to go see this day one right after school. Right. We never do that shit. We never go to the movie theater right after school, and. The day it happens, Christian comes in looking sick as shit, feeling awful, but he's like, it's okay, man, I'm still going to be able to get I'm through gonna this. I'm going to push through this. And I could tell when he said that, by the end of the day, this shit wasn't going to happen. Because it like got worse. It's like when you get sick in the morning, and you just get worse and worse and worse. Because you're on the way up of the getting sick train. You know, you're not at the peak of that mountain yet. So I was just like, oh, it's okay. And I was like... Oh my God, I can't fucking see straight. I feel nauseous. I have a fever. I have chills. Corey's saying, fuck you, get in the car. We're still going after school. That is exactly what is happening. <laughs> Christian is literally struggling to breathe. And I'm like, you better get in that damn car. I want to see Frodo's finger get bit the fuck off. Get in now. So we plow into his car. We drive to the theater, which is right up the way. And he just sits through this whole movie like Shaking. a freaking... Just basically, yeah, you're like a leper patient the whole time, <sighs> freaking out, and it's made worse by the fact that this movie has ten <laughs> Five endings? fucking endings that keep on going. Oh, and, it and it's funny because every single time an ending was about to start, you could hear the people getting up and then going, Ugh, yeah, as soon as they realized that it wasn't the original ending, and 
Christian, thank you for being a trooper. I during felt that movie so because... bad driving home because that wasn't the worst part. It was I drove, so I had to take Corey home after the movie, and then when I was like, Corey, maybe you should call your mom to come pick you up. Nah, man, you can just take me. It's cool. And so, and then on the way home, I felt so bad. I was like, maybe I should just like wreck my car so I can sleep in it all night because that would be much easier than trying to drive home right now. <laughs> That's how desperate you were <laughs> to stop to trying. just not drive or do anything. Yeah, I was like, I just fucking the medium that thing's designed to absorb an impact. I won't die. <laughs> I'll just park I, it there. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and apologize. I do feel bad about that. Well, you know, it took four years, but thank you, Corey. Mm. Uh, it's been longer than that. Way longer but than I, uh, I do apologize. Uh, I really didn't mean to put you through that. And uh, if I'd have known really that you were that ill, I would have totally postponed it for another day. I, uh, I forgive you this one time, Corey. Yeah. It's one time. So, yeah. So, th- so this, this episode has forgiveness on it. There's some deep thought There's going some, up into this shit. Yeah, that's right. There's some love and emotion in here, people. What else you got, Corey? What else do I got? Yeah, oh, you on. know Entertain I got a million the masses. things. I got a million topics. You know I'm the anime guy, so I got another oh one uh, primed for that. But I'm going to skip that because I want to go back to something uh, video game related again and movie related. Okay. Um, recently, I just picked up a brand new game on PlayStation Network, which is the HD remaster of Resident Evil. The original Resident Evil game, except that it's actually not the original. It's the GameCube version. So it is a remake, remastered HD edition of a game that will no longer be on another Nintendo console, which is kind of a bummer, but getting to play through this game again on PlayStation 3 is awesome. What's really sucky about it is that it's done so well and it's got so much exposure that they finally decided to start doing the Resident Evil movies again with Mila Jovovich. And they're bo- rebooting them with her? No, they're not rebooting them, they're just they're doing the last one. And How many, uh, they always say it's the last one. I know, you know, there, there, there's been afterlife and apocalypse. When your movie has fucking apocalypse at the end of it, and um, I guess maybe the new X-Men can get away with it because the character's name is apocalypse. But like, just this series should have died so wow. long ago. And just playing the remake has just reminded me like how much of a spiral this series has gone into and how the first game is still the fucking best in the series and how it still legitimately creeps me out. It is one of the most horrifying experiences that I have ever played. There are moments when I have to stop because I simply don't want to walk down a hallway. I feel like they were using it as an experiment to do a horror game, and then they just never captured that magic again. You know, it's like Broken Lizards. They got Super Troopers, and then that was it. They couldn't get the magic again. You know, it was a one-time <laughs> to, to, thing. To their defense, I did like Beer Fest. Beer Fest is good. I don't think it's as classic as Super Troopers is ever going to want to be. It's, um, it's just... A pretty simple concept, though. Oh, it's an incredibly simple <laughs> concept. It's a beer drinking competition. That's the movie. Yeah. And right the, there. The Germans are assholes. Everyone can make the Germans the bad guys. It's mm-hmm. easy. But uh, the thing I love most about the game, too, is uh, how it amazes me. This game came out years ago on GameCube, and it looks just as good as the stuff you see on PS3, and to a lesser extent, not as good, but nearly as good on PS4. And I think they did a really good job of capturing the essence of the original game, and I'm just, I want them to put that into a movie format so bad. Or just avoid the entire situation altogether. Why can't there just be another series that's a different universe? I mean, that's, I'm waiting for the reboot. We're all waiting for the reboot. We've all been waiting for the reboot. Do you since want the it to be like movie. found footage? What do you want it to No, be? hell no. <laughs> You're opening up a whole nother podcast with found footage bullshit. 
Um, which that's another big fear. One of my big uh, favorite franchises of all time horror franchises, Friday the Thirteenth. Uh-huh. Uh, they're talking about making another one, and one of the ideas that was getting thrown around is let's make it a uh, found footage Friday the Thirteenth. No, do yeah. not do that. That is a horrible idea. Um, but I don't know if they should do the whole found footage route. I think just they need to go back to the drawing board and start with the original game and use that claustrophobic mansion as a setting. Because I think that would make for a much better horror film. The problem is, it's too late. We're in the middle of the fucking zombie renaissance. Who the fuck is going to give a shit about a new Resident Evil movie when you can stay home and watch The Walking Dead for free? And it's good. It is good. The Walking Dead's good. infinitely better than (laughs) any of those Resident Evil movies. Even the bad episodes that involve Carl are better than any of those Resident Evil movies. Or Beth, which she's gone, so there's no more of those. Oh, she gone as shit. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Sorry. She uh she went to visit someone in yeah. the sky forever. Mm. I think his name is Gad. <laughs> uh yeah, so uh, have you seen the new trailer for The Walking Dead season uh Not yet. I haven't seen it either. I almost uh, watch you know, it. they got that getting ready to start up. They have uh, Game of Thrones, it. which is getting ready to start. I did see oh, a commercial for that. Game of Thrones. Yeah. I want to see that so bad. Yeah, Game I of see- Thrones and Walking Dead are like my two only TV things I watch. Like what else do you watch TV-wise? Uh, watch- right now, Gotham, okay, which is the, uh, the brand new uh, Batman spinoff show. Yeah. And you- uh, Agent Carter, which unfortunately was on break this week due to the uh, the State of the Union address. So, uh, sounds you know, like middle a, finger right there. Sounds like a... Uh, um, I don't know what I was going with that. It sounds like... What is Agent Carter? Because I'm not... Agent Carter is... You saw the first Captain of America movie, right? Yeah. Captain America: First Avenger. Yeah. Um, there was Agent Peggy Carter, who was the uh, the uh, British woman who basically was there to help train um, Captain America. She was also the love interest. Um, she was the one who, at the very end of the movie, when he's getting ready to dive into the Arctic and get all frozen and shit, he was uh, the last person she was talking to, mm-hmm. and uh, she now has her own show. Which is about her working with the uh, the FBI, and I'm guessing this is going to be like how the foundation of Shield is going to be formed, like how eventually it's going to happen. But what I think is really cool about the show, though, is how it ties again into the Marvel mythos and how it's continuing to do its own thing. One, it's set in the 1940s, which already gives the show a lot of character. All the way the characters dress, the way they talk, the cars, the look of everything. I just think that gives it a lot of character. And frankly, I think that makes it a more interesting show than Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I haven't seen a single episode of that. S.H.I.E.L.D. puts me to sleep. It doesn't seem that. It seems like we got some fucking actors. They We got some more money to promote this Marvel thing. We're going to just fucking pump out a TV show with them doing things. The only time I ever tune in for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is when they explicitly say, Hey, this week's episode or this week's arc is going to tie into the next big Marvel movie, which the next season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is supposedly going to tie into uh, uh, Age of Ultron, which I think is going to be pretty cool. Um, but just Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., just I don't know, just it's just boring to me. The, the characters just don't do too much for me, and there are some surprising characters on there, too, like Patton Oswalt is really? on the show. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> which is really strange. You know, They're really starting to incorporate more comedians into the Marvel Universe, like uh, John C. Riley playing Nova in Guardians of the Galaxy, which... Is still the weirdest choice, I think, for any Marvel cast ever. I feel like he was a, we got him, so we're going to use him move. And his character is interesting, but I don't feel like does very much. And it's oh, kind he's of like, in the oh, movie for like five minutes. He's a waste he of a barely cast. barely does anything. He could've, they could have just got some, any super buff guy or some, you know, soldier looking That's dude. what surprises me. They, they could have gotten some young buff dude to play Nova, and they got 
Dewey Cox. <laughs> like that just completely blows my mind. Cal yeah. Naughton Jr. Shake and bake. Shake and bake is the, is is another savior of the universe. You know, I mean, the Nova Corps is basically the the Marvel's equivalent to uh, the Green Lantern yep. Corps from DCU. They're the space police. You know, it's it's what they do. That's what they do. They go around and they arrest people unless they're about to get blown up themselves, and they couldn't do too much then, could they? No, not really. But uh, <laughs> another thing that I really like about Agent Carter is, uh, you know how uh, Iron Man always talks to his butler yes. in the uh, the suit Jarvis? Yes. It's like the uh, living AI. In the actual show, Agent of Carter, you get to see Jarvis when he's alive. Oh, Jarvis which was is, a person. Exactly. You actually get to see like him as a human being. It's the same voice. It's the same guy. And he's actually working with Agent Carter. Okay. And this is going to tie, obviously, into their relationship and then the eventual future of S.H.I.E.L.D. and possibly the Avengers. Who knows? I just, uh, I guess that's probably the reason that uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't as interesting because it focuses on too many people. I, I don't know. I just think the characters just aren't as interesting. Oh, that's uh, it? But okay. no, that's a good theory, too, because uh, a- Agent Carter seems to focus a little bit more, focus really on Agent Carter herself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just has all of these just... Characters, these stock characters that you've seen in every other crime drama and show that's very similar to that. Why do you like Gotham then? Gotham is different. Because um, Gotham, I haven't seen. And an Gotham is by either. no means a perfect show. I, I still think it's a uh, good. The only problem is it, it still suffers from prequelitis, which mm-hmm. is, you know, yeah, this is entertaining and all, but I know what's going to happen. Yeah. I know what's going to happen to this character. I know. Oh, great! The Penguin's getting beat up right now by the mobsters. Is he going to die? No, he's the Penguin. He's going to become one of the most notorious villains in all of Gotham. You don't have to worry about that. The characters that are interesting, however, are the new characters, Mm -hmm. which are freaking fantastic. In particular, this uh, one character played by Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith's wife, uh, Fish Mooney, who is this female mob boss who is just so amazingly charismatic, and she just eats up every scene that she's in, and she's having so much fun. What else has she been in? She's been in a lot of stuff. She was in... uh, wasn't boys, I don't know if it was boys to the hood or menace to society. Okay, besides the joke movie, she's been in normal things. Joke movies, those are good movies, man. Those are movies about the streets. Don't be a hood. Gangsta life, man. Don't be a hood while you're drinking your juice in South Central, or what was that one? Oh, God, that was one of those parody movies, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I actually haven't even seen that one. You've never seen that movie? No. The I've movie. seen boys to men and menace to society, but I ain't seen that Yeah, shit. don't be a menace to society while you're drinking your juice in South Central. Now that I re- it is menace to society. Yeah. That's the one that Jada Pinkett Smith was in. She was the uh, the girlfriend who was getting ready to get her life together and uh, move to Atlanta with her boyfriend who ended up getting uh, killed in the drive-by at the very end of that movie. I love Menace to Society. It's that, one of my favorite that movie, like, gang movies of all time. That, it's way more intense than Boys of the Hood, or and, Boys in the Hood. And uh, uh, Pest. Do you remember Pest back in the day? Are you? How the <laughs> hell did you bring up Pest in a, in a discussion about Boys in the Hood and Menace to Society? <laughs> John Leguizamo is not as gangster <laughs> as fucking Cuba Gooding Jr. I ate that shit up when I was a kid. I don't know why. I love that You know, movie. I'm not going to lie either. I love The Pest, and I didn't even watch it when I was younger. The first time I watched it when I was 14, and it was because uh, my good friend uh, Cody showed it to me. Uh, I believe you know him. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he showed it to me on DVD. He's like, Corey, I can't believe you haven't seen this movie. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> and my God, it is. It's hilarious. It is, it is one of the most ridiculous movies I've ever seen. It might be John Leguizamo's best movie, aside from maybe Super Mario Brothers, but I like it. It's good stuff. Um, I can't believe you said his best movie is Mario Brothers. That movie sucks balls. Does it? Yes. Yeah, it does. It does. What are you uh, trying to say? What are you pitching over there, Corey? What's I don't know. For me, for me, the Super Mario Brothers movie is a guilty pleasure, if anything. 
has nothing to do with the games, doesn't really have too much redeeming qualities to it, but I can watch it and at least be entertained by the crappy quality of it all. I mean, yeah, it's a big joke the whole time, so yes, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is interesting, and uh, I can't believe they made it. That uh, That's what I say the whole time when I watch that movie. I'm like, oh, I can't believe they made this. I actually watched that in theaters with my grandfather. I remember that, and we left, and we're like, that wasn't that good. That's all that was said. <laughs> yeah. That was all that had to be said about that, that movie. It wasn't that good. Hmm. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. The Bodyguard. A lot of people don't even know what that, that song is from. Really? It's from that movie, The Bodyguard. We'll which I believe has Kevin Costner in it. That's the final scene of the movie. Where they all sing that song? No, it's, I think it's when they're like, getting <laughs> off, I think it's when they're getting off on a plane. They see each other, they run into each other, and then they kiss. And Camera spins around. Yeah, super, super cheesy. Um, Sounds good. But yeah, but I'm another thing that. Uh, that I'm really no, excited I'm about for, for this podcast is it just it couldn't have come at a better time because there's so many amazing things going on in the world of pop culture for nerds and everything. Um, in particular, for me, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Star Wars Episode Seven is coming out at the very end of this year. The Force freaking awakens. Oh my a- god, that is going to be like a weekly segment on this show, just talking <laughs> about the new things that are released about it, new information. I am pumped for this movie, man. The Star Wars movie, uh, I have to be honest, I'm, no, I'm just, it's not that I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. I just never got into the hype of the whole thing, but uh, I am excited to see this new one because it's going to make the world go crazy. It is. There's no I doubt mean, about there, it. There's no doubt in my mind it's going to be the biggest film of 2015. I can't even believe it's coming out this year. I, you know, I still can't believe it either. You know, it's a good thing too that it's coming out after all of the other big movies this summer. You know, because mm-hmm. Marvel's got their big releases with Age of Ultron and even Ant Man with Paul Rudd of all people. Whatever, Paul Rudd's a good actor. Let him get in there. You know, he works eighty percent of the time every time. The reason so. I'm willing to accept it is because I, th- <laughs> I, I think that uh, very good. I think that uh, Ant Man is going to be more of a comedy than a uh, typical Marvel Yeah, but he's going to make him laugh, and then he's going to punch him in the face. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I really don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think the, the movie Look at today, fucking Tony Stark. He's a, he's a walking comedy. Exactly. You know? like, Everybody loves his whole, like, demeanor. You know, yeah. even when he's in the Iron Man suit, he's still Tony Stark. You know, he's still very snarky and has a lot of one-liners. And uh, I'm hoping they're going to sort of, like, have a lot of fun with Ant-Man because the first trailer looked really serious and kind of mm-hmm. over the top. But they did have that one final line. Paul was like, can we change the name? You know, I kind of feel it's going to be more like that, the whole movie, if anything. I mean, to how to are cast... they going to make the whole sequence where he, like, rides on an ant through the city and everything? Like, that's got to be played for a little bit of laughs. Well, the other thing is, how are you going to have Paul Rudd and have him not be goofy? Exactly. Like, how the fuck can you cast him in that I role? I mean, have you ever seen Paul Rudd trying to be serious? I think there is a serious movie. What, 40-something? He's in that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, th- th- that's honestly maybe the closest he's come to playing a I'm serious role. I'm sure there's role. some independent film we don't know about that he's done I mean, serious. I'm not saying he's responsible for destroying the Halloween film franchise, but he certainly helped put a, like you know, nail in its coffin. I don't know what you're talking about. See, exactly. It's yeah. that bad. He was in the uh, the fifth, I think, fifth or sixth Halloween movie, The Curse of Michael Myers, uh-huh. and it was Paul Rudd. And uh, he was like the main male lead. And even back then, I was like, who the hell is this guy? He wasn't even big yet. Um, God, he, awful. Awful, awful in the movie. Just terrible actor at the time. Like, he clearly did not know what the hell he was doing, and he should not have been in a movie like that. But you put him in a setting like 40-Year-Old Virgin. And he's awesome. Dude's fucking hilarious. Or, uh, uh, yeah, no, I was going to reference 40-year-old version, but that's probably one of his best movies. You know, I like the one, uh, what was the one he was in with Sean William Scott where they were, uh, they were being, uh, bigger brothers? 
uh, role models. Role models. I actually think that's a pretty funny Sean movie. William Scott's a great actor. I wish he was in more shit. Why isn't he right <laughs> next? He should be right next to, uh, uh, like, um, who's the actor that plays the news anchor? I'm forgetting his name. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, yeah. He should be right up there next to Will Ferrell. He is good. You know, in my mind, stiff. I think he's a be. very, I think he's a snappy comedian. I don't know if I'd call him a good actor. Uh, well, I um, don't mean he's fucking going for the Oscar. I, I mean, just he's mean better like, than me. I couldn't fucking act my way out of a paper bag. But I mean, his fucking redneck character, you know, in uh, old school was great. You know, it was fucking great. <laughs> he was in the movie for like two minutes yeah. for that one role where they're like, we need Sean William Scott in a mullet <laughs> yeah. in a cutoff plaid t-shirt just to good. say shit. When Will you Ferrell got a fucking is... dart in your neck. <laughs> Dude, yeah. that scene is still funny to me. I know, it's great. I like, love that scene That's so why I'm much. like, that guy needs to be in more movies. He's Old school. I really think that's one of those uh, those movies that feels... It feels older than it really is. Eurotrip is old now, but I love it that is. movie. Oh my god, Eurotrip. Which Eurotrip is I guess great. maybe is like the unofficial sequel to Road Trip. Maybe it's just the title and the, the similarity in storytelling. I don't know. Uh, I just call it the American Pie era. The American, yeah, it kind of has that feel. Whenever it was all that sort of like teenage, but to me, I didn't know Back about when like, Third Eye Blind was awesome. Oh my god! Whenever, but I, I realized there were stages before that, aka, um, like Animal House. Mm-hmm. You know, there were movies before these movies. That's what old school kind of is to me. It's basically a modern day Animal House. Yeah, it feels like that too. You mm-hmm. know, we're going streaking. But at the same time, it, it does it pokes fun at the fact that they're kind of doing that too because they're old. They're old. Yeah, yeah. they shouldn't be doing this stuff. Yeah, which uh, in a way does make that movie still pretty freaking clever. Yeah, it's a good movie, and uh, I always, I, my, me and my girlfriend were hanging out, and uh, I call it Netflix roulette. She's like, "Ooh, I really want to see this movie." I'm like, "Well, let's fucking go get disappointed and look on Netflix <laughs> when it's not there," you know. And so, like, she's like, "Oh, I really want to see Euro Trip. You made it sound so funny," and I was like, "Well, it's not going to be there," and it wasn't. And it was very sad, but she should see that. Oh, I love that one, especially when they go to uh, I think it's Amsterdam. Uh huh. And they have the, uh, the the one guy who goes to a Vandersex. Vandersex. That scene. Vieden Heiden Hooden. That scene. Just saying that, like, it cracks me up. <laughs> he got the T-shirt at least. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is the thing. He walks out all disheveled and shit. Looks like he just got ass raped, but he at probably least he's did. Still wearing the T-shirt. He's like, I got my shirt. You know, he's going by the whole Dave Chappelle rule. You know, oh. Got raped. <laughs> Got to walk it off. <laughs> Got to walk that shit off. You know. <laughs> Got raped. Uh, yeah, that was uh that that shit was so good, and uh, uh, I I watched the interview, which I thought was good, but it was it's really the lowest denominator of comedy, and it's sad that that has got so much hype. I was like, there's so many better it, it, movies. It's, it didn't get hype because of the movie though, yeah. like itself. It got hype of the controversy behind the movie. It was the best marketing. Which you can now watch on Netflix and on PlayStation Network. Can you watch it on Netflix? Netflix? I think I watched it on YouTube. I rented it off you YouTube. Can, you can do it on Netflix now. Okay, cool. You know. Um, what, what happened to the uh, the threats from the terrorists? They Did were, they just... I mean, it played in theaters, right? Played in select independent theaters. AMC and stuff oh. still didn't play it. So they didn't bomb them. Why not? Uh, because the uh, terrorists... They only were, got it out for like... United Artists and Regal Cinemas and yeah, stuff? Yeah, they were like, like fuck the big chains. And No, they uh, they were just pussies. Who knows, Corey? The whole damn thing is a big marketing stunt. When does it turn from a terrorist threat to... Where is that moment? When it turns from a terrorist threat to wanting to save people's lives. You know, they're like, okay, we're not going to show the movie because we don't want anyone getting blown up in our theaters. 
to wait. Maybe this is just good marketing and we'll just release it anyway. So where's that line? Cause that happened somewhere in there with that, all that bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, and someone made some money. I the think. marketing behind that, like if that was like intentional. No, no, no. It, does, it doesn't even have to be intentional. You just have to realize halfway through the whole thing. You're like, Oh wait, but now we will release it. Cause everyone's giving a shit. And because we're really going to release it, everyone's, you know, they do all the calculation. I feel like someone just calculated in that head and they were like, yeah, we can make this work. I mean, personally, I would have just liked to see Pineapple Express too. Yeah, that would have uh, been way better. If only just to see another ridiculous story with Dale and Saul and uh, Danny McBride's character. Oh my just, gosh. I just want to see more interactions between, like, you know that final scene of Pineapple Express where they just get out of, like, the big shootout and then they're just randomly having... The final scene in the movie is them just having breakfast... And talking about the night before. Is it weird that I want an hour and a half of that? <laughs> of that weird, awkward-ass, like, humor? I just think that would be really funny. That would be funny. Is just make a podcast of that. Do that every, <laughs> every week. Seth Rogen, James Franco, and Danny McBride. There's a I lot think. of cool shit on the internet that I don't think many people know. Like, Seth Rogen and Snoop Dogg got together and smoked blunts and had a conversation and hung out for, like, 30 minutes. Have you ever even seen that? No, I've never even heard of that. Uh, Snoop Dogg has his own show. I mean, you know, Seth Rogen's smoking pot is not really, like... It was pretty groundbreaking. That's like that's like a reporter going on. In today's news, news the grass is green. <laughs> it's like, no shit, Seth Rogen smokes pot. Seth Rogen's blunt is green as well. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, you know, there's just a lot of cool shit on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, what was that other show I showed you from the old school comedian, uh, uh, that old school comedian that used to work with Adam Sandler and he even had Adam Sandler and Kevin Spacey on and, uh, he's an old grumpy dude. His timing is great. Oh man. You know, you shit. know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. I cannot put a, a name to the face. Um, man, that sucks. We forgot. Shit, that is. sucks. Anyway, he's really Y'all funny. Y'all didn't hear this part. He's funny. So check him out <laughs> if you can decipher that bullshit. You know? Yeah. So uh, how long have we gone so far? Let's I just have check. no idea. I'm just going to check, guys. 58 minutes. Should probably wrap it up, man. Okay, you guys. I think we're going to wrap it up. We're coming close to an hour or at least uh, over 40 minutes. So I feel that was a good first first run. Mm-hmm. I feel like we slowly shed our radio voices. Hey, you guys, this week we're going to talk about this. And now we're just chilling. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to get to. We're trying to ditch the uh, radio personalities yeah. and uh, do other things. You got to adjust your mic while you're talking, Gordy. You I it. do. Uh, I'm, I'm, that is something, again, that I'm still not used to. Like, I'm not used to having a mic this close to my face and constantly there. I've made the comparison. It's a Muppet dong. It makes me feel uncomfortable. It's felt. I don't know. Just get through it, Corey. I'll try. Get that Muppet dong up in your grill. Mm. Okay. Well, you guys, thank you for watching. We want feedback and we want suggestions for topics. And uh, we're going to expand this. Like one of the things is Corey and I both have our laptops in front of us, but we want to get like a video switcher in here so mm-hmm. we can like switch between the cameras uh, and which you will see because I'm going to edit all this in post. Uh, and switch between like a laptop screen or something. So if we want to pull up something and look at something on the internet, you guys can see it along with us and maybe we can watch things together and we can't do, we can't put like, I haven't seen the new walking dead trailer and Mm -hmm. you haven't either. Mm -hmm. We couldn't like watch that and show you it while we're talking. That'd probably give us copyright. But what we could do is just watch it Mm -hmm. and you guys can watch our reaction. uh, Talk about it. And like I said earlier, uh, whenever we like talk about a certain topic, we Mm -hmm. have a video or something. We'll put links for all that stuff in the episode in the uh, description box below so you guys can check it out either after the episode or along with us. Yeah, I don't know. I'll make Corey do that. 
Okay, yeah. thank you, Corey. It sounds like fun. Yeah. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for watching. This is the Powerful Nerdcast. And uh, this is the first episode, and we've just made history, Corey. Yes. Boom. Boom.